Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com Wrestling Podcast. February 21st edition. We got SmackDown Live to talk about. An intense battle royal to talk about. A new champion crowned on this show. We have... The WrestleMania card starting to form. If you all haven't checked out Fightful.com yet, go do that. We bring you the best in MMA, wrestling, and boxing news, interviews, videos, photos, results, uh, exclusive backstage news, podcasts, all kinds of stuff over at Fightful.com. If you don't like MMA or wrestling, we have FightfulWrestling.com and FightfulMMA.com. That way you can kind of... uh, Kind of keep them separate if you want. Also, we have a great YouTube channel. Subscribe to us there. You can get interviews, podcasts, Anna Bauert's Most Ridiculous, which is one of the best segments around right now. Check it all out. Also, subscribe to us, iTunes and Stitcher. Register for free at Fightful.com. No credit card or com- commitment, anything like that required. It's a very simple registration. You get early access to that Matt Riddle podcast on Thursday, the Brocast. And he doesn't give a damn about who he upsets. Fridays, we have Shane Helms. We talk a variety of topics like the original WWF brand or WWE brand split, his experiences in Royal Rumbles, backstage fights, the end of WCW. This week's topic, his feud with The Rock. That's going to be a fun one. <laughs> very, very good stuff there. Give Fightful.com a try. I'm joined by Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, what's up, man? I deserve this. I deserve this. Did you hear that they chanted that at the the page actress last night, which I thought was a riot? Yeah, no, a buddy of mine uh, periscoped it um, for me (laughs) after after the show because I didn't go down last night. But, uh, yeah, I I heard that. I, I laughed uproariously at that. That was phenomenal. Like I don't like a lot of audiences put, putting themselves over, but well yeah. done. Mm-hmm. Well done. I bet that makes it to the movie too. <laughs> They'll probably keep it. I wonder if they were prompted. I hope they weren't. I hope that was unprompted. I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised of the lighthearted reaction that CM Punk gave that entire situation. I, I'm not. I don't, I don't think he holds animus towards rock. I think he holds animus towards the company <laughs> because they're bleeding yeah, him dry. You, you know who, we, how he is sometimes. I mean, this is yeah. literally a guy who on a podcast, I said, gosh, I think I'm the only wrestling writer. He hasn't blocked. And he, the next day I was blocked well, and I'm, I guarantee you he doesn't watch the show, but you just never know how he's going to react to that. If he finds out that you cover wrestling, you're blocked. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's. I think it's kind of his way of doing a clean break and just trying to get away from, you know, sure. those of us who you know critique he's, it. Critically. He's walked out of interviews. Oh yeah, because so I thought it was great that he had such a lighthearted reaction, saying, "I was walking Larry. It was his birthday," <laughs> and then saying, uh, "Nice to hear from you, Staples Center." Not bad. Mm-hmm. Pretty good and. Man, The Rock still knows how to, to keep the crowd going, and to, and apparently Vince McMahon and Triple H were not happy about this. Which, hey, they got them more attention for whatever they're doing in the WWE and whatever this Page movie is going to be than anything they could have done. Well, not not only that, but The Rock can do that. He has that kind of you know heft where he could just, oh, really? You don't like that? Well, here, here's a finger in your eye. Take that. What are you gonna yeah, do? Enjoy. Fire me. I'm the biggest movie star in the world right now. I still yeah, that's wonder, the guy. I, was, I still wonder if if Tessa Blanchard put on a better page match than Paige did. Probably, <laughs> probably for that one, probably because that finish was terrible. <laughs> that finish was terrible. More stories from The Rock this Friday on that Shane Helms podcast. You guys are really liking that. So yes, yeah, send in uh, send in topics you want us to cover. Send in. Uh, subjects that you want us to tackle uh i know that a lot of you really like that format that was a format that i 
I wanted to do with Vince Russo from like after the first week we did a show and I got the feeling, oh, this guy hates wrestling today. I was like, well, we should probably just talk about some old stuff that he did. But unfortunately, that didn't work out. But uh, when that idea came up, I was like, Shane is a guy that I want because he's been involved behind the scenes, in the ring. He's been in WCW, WWE, TNA. Wanted to get a, a, a wide array of stuff like that. We got SmackDown to talk about. We're also going to talk about Nicole Bass, Ivan Koloff, and uh, George the Animal Steel. What'd you think of the SmackDown overall, Jeff? Overall, it was a really good show. I, you know, I'm probably in the minority in that I didn't care for the Battle Royal all that much, but that's more or less WWE style of Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. And also, I think, <laughs> I mean, as, as you, opposed t- to what, as opposed to whose style? Well, kind of like, kinda, well, I'm, I'm, you know, what for for me at least personally, I, I don't want to watch a wrestling match break out in the middle of a fight. I'm more or less of a sure. kick punch, grind it out, throw guys over the top rope, and that's about it. WWE wants to do it with moves and things like that. I understand why they do it. I, you know, but let's face it, the entire half hour was a bait and switch in in some ways. Yes. In terms of yes, I, <laughs> I thought it was, but forty days until WrestleMania, I was like, shit. Of course, they they had to. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're still February. They still got a SmackDown left in February. So. But up until that, that, this was a fantastic show. I thought they did a lot of really good things here. I think. Yeah, we had an opening segment. Naomi is forced to give up her SmackDown Women's Championship. I had somebody, and I know he'll he'll tweet at me. He said, "That's three straight good promos from from Naomi," and I was like. Mm. Three in five years, huh? Three. <laughs> and it was. It was good. I thought it was really good. I thought having Daniel Bryan out here for her having to relinquish the title added to it a lot because, and as Naomi said, I know it sucks for you to be here while this happens too. That added a lot to it, I thought, in my opinion, because Daniel Bryan has been there. I was there. I was in Cincinnati when he when he gave up the title. There were grown men weeping mm-hmm. in the crowd because deep down, I think that there were a lot of people in the crowd who knew we were never going to see that dude wrestle again. Um, that That's not the case with Naomi, but this was a really good promo. It seems like my information on both Naomi and Kelly Kelly was bad last week. I got them from the same person. So I don't think I'm going to be using that person as a source anymore. Unfortunately, the information led to bad news for both because Naomi's hurt and Kelly Kelly might be signed. <laughs> So this is the worst possible scenario. Oh man. So here's so here's what I was here's how this conversation went. I sent this person a text. It said, Kelly Kelly backstage. It said, yeah, she's in town. Or she she lives here, is what I was told. She has a house here. I said, she wrestling? Person responds, can't believe they would be interested in that. And then when I asked the next day. Uh, they said that apparently she was like, I can keep up. I can keep up. So she says she can keep up, uh, according to this person who gave me some shit news. Has, but, has she learned to run the ropes uh, yet? That'll be that'll be a first step. <laughs> well, maybe she can learn with Aaliyah in NXT. Yeah, that, no, that's true. Uh, you know, I could see this whole Naomi thing. Even I mean, I don't know if she needs surgery or not, or if it's a complete and total work in order to then put the belt on her in her hometown. That could be a possibility too. I'm not going to put anything past them, especially like I said, if they're not coronating Bailey at WrestleMania, giving Naomi a hometown Orlando win is the yin to that yang, so to speak. So she gives up the belt. Yeah, there there are a lot of theories running around, of course, being that, that it's a work and that they're going to give her the title in Orlando. But then there are some that think, well, maybe she's she's really hurt. She didn't work last Monday. Yeah. Although it was in a six-person tag. She might have a strain. That, that, that's also possible. I, I found it more interesting that they invoked the 30-day defense clause which that's another that's another thing so you i and less more were talking about this rule book that's coming out Mm -hmm. you think they use this to push the rule book they yes because they also kind of did this during the battle royal when miz entered in and eliminated john cena oh it's in the rules it's legal i'm like 
<laughs> I, that it's a rule I hate. It's a, it's a rule that I absolutely hate. It's a stupid rule. It's a very stupid rule. But at the same time, I'm hoping that this rule book is nothing but like 30 pages of blank sheets of paper <laughs> that they sell it for like 20 bucks. Well, <laughs> it is not available on Kindle, so that is very possible. <laughs> I was livid. I was like, you mean I got to wait the extra four to five days for Amazon to ship me this? So here's the thing, like. Well, well, they I wonder, haven't enforced and, and I, it in so long that this thirty day this thirty day defense clause. I mean, they had Rhino and Slater off of TV for weeks, not defending the, the belt. Miz is filming a movie. The Miz the was filming a movie. Dean Brock Ambrose, Lesner. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, so it's it's very odd to invoke this at this time, but I think it's to push the book. Well, here's the thing. Daniel Bryan is really good about explaining little things like this. I get the mm-hmm. feeling he's probably going to explain it on Talking Smack. I, I do too. Maybe the women's probably belt. Say, maybe it's just the women's belt that has to be defended every thirty days, or he may say it's a SmackDown thing. Maybe he he says it's a thing that me and Shane decided to do because hey, why not have why not be able to change rules on specific brands? I'm okay with that. I'm fine. I'm perfectly okay with that, and I'm perfectly okay with them making things up on the fly to have it make sense. At as long as they don't go off Bill Watts and start removing <laughs> mats and stuff, can't go off the top rope anymore. Otherwise, it's a DQ. Take that, baby oh, faces. Imagine, imagine <laughs> the Kalisto promo after that. <laughs> the frustration. <sighs> yeah, it was. I thought it was surreal seeing Daniel Bryan as the person who had to physically take that title from Naomi. That was, that was something. Uh, Alexa Bliss is out and wants the title. Instead, Daniel Bryan books Becky Lynch for Bliss for the title right then. David Alexa, Alexa <laughs> Bliss was fantastic in this promo, by the way. I thought. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's she's great. Yeah. She's so great. It takes me <laughs> it takes me like maybe the second line of the first match of my notes every week to write David Otunga is so terrible. <laughs> every single week. It's On odd. Con- it's odd that I've I've actually phased out Otunga. He's almost like white noise to the to the point where I can listen, you know, I'll pick up J JBL on commentary, but I won't pick up uh, Otunga anymore when I listen. It's very I weird. I think JBL's been getting better. I think he's been getting a lot better. Somewhat. I mean, he's getting more more heelish in terms of and and in terms of uh more emotion versus just wanting to throw references in there. I think I think that's what the change is. I think it's very good too. Have we had a good morning Miss Bliss reference from Morrow yet? <laughs> no. I don't I don't think so. Uh, I'm trying to remember now. Well, you know, sitting next to David Otunga, anybody's gonna sound like they've improved. Mm-hmm. Uh this match isn't bad at all, but I don't really remember any really bad ones between these two, so this is fine. Alexa wins with a cheap shot. Mickey James comes out and tries to attack her, and and Becky's just like, nah. <laughs> yeah I, I i yeah i i didn't mind the the end of this match i i like i like alexa as the champ and I, the, although I the mickey do. james run it it was like she turned around like about a beat too early and saw her coming it's like okay we'll, we'll have a couple of of uh of blows between us and then we'll, <laughs> we'll break up this fight real quick alexa bliss isn't one of those people that are like going to blow you away with every match that she has in the ring, but no. she just screams champion the way that she carries herself, her promos, even her ability in the ring. It screams that she is a champion. And I, I like that combined with her promos, her gimmick of being, I'm the smallest person in this division. So I have to do what I have to do to win. That's what brings that whole package together. I, I don't think a baby face Alexa bliss at this point, you know, as much as I kind of dug the whole uh, Tinkerbell sparkle thing in NXT, I think this is her real niche right here, is being smaller than everybody, so she has to take shortcuts. I really like that. Where do you think this championship is going? What is the WrestleMania match? Is it Mickey, Becky, Naomi, Alexa? Do you think they do two four-ways? Mmm... That's a good question. I have, I have no. I think it's on the pre-show wherever it is. That's that's the problem. I mean, everything's on the pre-show. I mean, it, that, I don't care what's on the pre-show and what's on the actual right. show. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm thinking they may do two four ways. I, I, I the do. damn the damn show lasts as long as Woodstock anyway. Like yes. So I mean, I don't mind what's on the pre-show. I'm sure there will be somebody that kicks up some crap about that. But I mean, it's it's just a long show. Hey, the the. 
Total Divas match was on the pre-show last year, and it kicked ass. Nobody got to see it because they screwed up things at the venue, but I thought it kicked ass too. So, yeah, I was fine with that. I'm th- I'm thinking you're right. I think it's going to be two four ways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not very creative, I, but still. I think it's the best option. Yeah. They show little backstage vignettes, promos from each of the Battle Royal competitors. Most of these are harmless. Most of them. Some of them really suck. What did you think of them? I thought it was a step in the right direction. I'll tell you why. Because I have been railing for weeks now, perhaps even years, if you you really think about it, including my tenure on Shake Them Ropes. I want promos into the camera. I want promos directly to me with the performer connecting even in its campiest when wwf was all cartoon characters of all kinds and they were doing like green screen promos they always looked into the camera and always spoke directly to you the audience i think that is a strong move and i hope they continue it not just for this battle royal i mean it's it's the most inner i mean look Callisto is never going to be an a plus promo but this was at least interesting and it didn't come off as a it didn't come off at, it came off as a promo not a terribly scripted vignette with Renee Young backstage you know going into this match how do you feel how do I feel you know whatever I, I don't want <laughs> that stuff I mean look some of them were corny I mean <laughs> did uh, let me ask you you've worked a lot with green screens did Dolph Ziggler <laughs> throw down a green screen for there only to be another green screen behind him I think so or Jesus. or no 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 actually no what what i think happened was he hit the green screen and it was set up in the backstage area and then you got the shot there i think that's what it was if i remember correctly i either that or it was a cgi backdrop that he actually kicked and they just kind of did a dissolve feature on photoshop yeah. and then went went to the actual backstage area because <laughs> yeah that that one was the one where i went eh. that end i think uh was it dean ambrose's uh dream board which only has baron corbin on it which <laughs> i have a small picture here on the wall of you baron corbin oh i dream of that match <laughs> oh man guys subscribe to us itunes stitcher youtube leave us a thumbs up also leave us a nice review on stitcher or itunes i can't explain to you how much that helps send a screenshot of it we'll follow you on the twitter machine from wherever the hell you send it to fightful wrestle fightful mma or fightful online also, Mrs. Was, go, Mrs. was particularly good. I'll, I'll add that in before you. Yeah, Mrs. Everything Mrs. has been doing is really good lately. Yeah. <laughs> Natalia does the thing where she repeats the question she was just asked. <laughs> How do <laughs> I feel? The, yeah. Then she cuts the same Nikki Bella promo she has for months. We get it. Yeah. We get at this point, American Alpha beat Brizongo. Brizongo attacked before the bell, but get their asses kicked, and the American Alpha win with the Steinerizer. Mm-hmm. Damn. Now, the real story of this is the Usos. What did you think of this promo? I thought it was fine. I liked it. I mean, Me I, like, I, like the, I like the angry Usos. I do. I, I think they're much better than, than uh, <laughs> when I say ooh, you say oh. I, I, hate, I hated that one after a while, but I like heel Usos. I like angry Usos. I like vicious Usos when they were taking out guys' knees and putting them out for a couple of weeks. I thought that was a cool little gimmick, too. I I, I had no issue with this. <laughs> My friend Rashanti on Twitter said, I think their gimmick is the guys that you don't want to play at Madden because if they beat you, you will never hear the end of it. And I think that's perfect. It's not, perfect. Only, not only that, if they're losing, they're the ones that are going to hit the reset button real quick. Yeah. Or they're going to throw your controller and break it. Yeah. They I give guess- they give you the Mad Cats controller that never fucking works. <laughs> That's them. They are they are TJP's gimmick done right. Yeah. Is what they are. Uh, I thought that they were the right kind of obnoxious for their role. I wanted to see American Alpha kick the living shit out of them. They were good. I, I, don't, know, I don't know what to think of the <laughs> – how do I put this? The Tomax and Zamot thing from G.I. Joe where they're finishing each other's sentences and things like that. Not terribly sold on that, but it's a nice little twist to it. So, I mean, it feels to me like American Alpha and Usos have had this long extended program, but they haven't before. No. Like It just seems like they have, but they haven't. But you got to give Usos right, what, some wins on TV. 
Yeah, they delayed it because of the uh, they wanted to put the belts on Slater and Rhino in order to keep the two mm. separate for a while, and then they yeah. never got around to it. So, I, so I'm fine with that. Um, the only thing is, is uh, Pawlowski uh, sent me that backstage vignette between Brizongo and American Alpha. And he writes me, he goes, mm. "You're right. They definitely come off as heels." And I'm like, "Yeah, kind of," because I mean, it was basically American Alpha almost bullying Brizongo <laughs> in a way. So I'm just like. Okay, the, the white meat baby face thing isn't working, so maybe a Steiner tough guys who just throw guys around amateur wait. wrestler gimmick, I'm fine with that. Give me that. I would love that. Yeah. I would absolutely love that. We got this Falls Count Anywhere match, and <laughs> I didn't think it started off too hot, Like, but there was this nice tease of a superplex off the barricade, and Nikki ended up hitting her, her roundhouse kick to call spots about as loud as as her boyfriend yeah. like real loud <laughs> there's a lot going on between the nikki wanting to be her boyfriend thing in this feud as well yeah and the table no sold the alabama oh. slam oh, How? oh. How? And, and of course the crowd being vicious jerks they are saying one more time yeah as if they're the men and there's nothing look i'm not i'm not saying women and and aren't equal to the men in terms of talent in terms of actual body composition and taking hard bumps like that i don't want to one more time on that one although i give them full props for trying to break that table on the first spot but those tables are stubborn if you don't have the pin out and and you hit it at the wrong angle i i just Wow, but it was funny because the first half was Natty taking all the bumps, and then eventually Nikki started taking some too, and and that was the point where I started getting really interested in it. It's like, oh, okay, both of them are now. I mean, I you can't fault their toughness. I thought they were taking some pretty, pretty nasty falls here. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, this gets real and unravels quick. Mm-hmm. They're backstage. They bump into Maurice. Nikki sends Natalia's head through a mirror, and it was magnificent. That was great. And, and Morrow's immediate call of seven years of bad luck. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> they they end up spilling out front, and Nikki applies the STF, and then Marie shows up and just Nancy Kerrigan's Nikki Bella. <laughs> Thanks, Otunga. What really set this off? was the Miz coming out and dragging Maurice away. Like, Miz is the voice of reason in this situation. That was great. I wish they had kept him and Cena separate in the Battle Royal. Because I like the build. I like the build of Maurice is, is, is writing checks that Miz's ass can't cash. That's, that, was, that, to me, is the story. That would be the story of, of Maurice is so unhinged by whatever the hell Nikki Bella is doing that, that she ends up dragging her boyfriend into this conflict. And then Cena's like, all right, I can kick the Miz's ass, too. You know, I was like, okay, great. That, that sounds like a great story to me. I think you know, you were expecting the two of them to get it, get it on in the Battle Royal somehow. I just think they had a few too many spots together so to speak. I, mm-hmm. I liked the way this was going with Maurice just continuing to heighten and heighten and heighten. And eventually it's like, no, I blame you for not being able to control her. That's, that's what the, the moment I was waiting for, but they're going to do what they're going to do. But I like Maurice's beat down with the pipe. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I, I thought, I thought this ended up being, being pretty good. Uh, where do you think Natalia's going for mania? Is she like going to be in the birth of fame Memorial battle Royal? <laughs> the championship scramble, as it were, probably. Um, I think so. Or, or she's, you know, I think she deserves a spot on the show. That's that's the thing. Yeah. Where do, where do you put her if she's not in the four way? Because wondering, she's, yeah, she's the lone yeah. wolf. Unless unless she does some bad sketch with the new day, which oh, is a man. possibility. Where she farts. She farts out their ice cream plans or something. I don't know. Of course, we will be covering WrestleMania and all WrestleMania week stuff. We're going to have podcasts all week. Head over to Fightful.com. Hey, the morning after these shows, I release my podcast notes. Also, you get features from the likes of Alex Pawlowski, Aaron Hyden. Brandon Howard does analysis like nobody else. We've had Jason Kincaid writing some absolutely must-read stuff about his tryouts at uh, Begotten to Evolve. We've got Constantine Eckner, Showdown Joe, John Morehouse, 
uh, Joe Holbert, lots of feature writers over there doing some stuff. And and the machine, David Tease, is stepping into that as well. Mm-hmm. He's uh, doing all kinds of new stuff at Fightful.com. I'm just going to keep telling you about all this crap we got over at Fightful until y'all go. Just saying. So this this episode of SmackDown, like as, as I read it back, it's like not that long. But as I watched it, I was like, it seemed kind of like a long show, but it wasn't. We had the Battle Royal. You've already said that you're you were totally a fuddy duddy about it. I'm not not a total fuddy duddy. It just it 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 strains my ability to <laughs> to to uh, to drop reality when I watch the way yeah. they do battle royals in many ways. Um, but, but again, going back to the show overall, I like the fact that they focused a lot on the women's programs. I think that was a great move on their part. I thought that was strong. I, I don't, I don't under, I mean, you, you said it seemed long. It didn't seem that long to me until we got to the battle Royal and the battle Royal that may seem like it took forever. <laughs> we got all these issues around the women's championship. There's no solid number one contender. I think the issue here. Is on the Raw brand, you don't have this problem, but on the SmackDown brand, you do. You don't have as many people taking on it. And if you go to Fightful.com, you can click that beautiful on it link. You can get your alpha brain and focus. 60-hour work weeks, it gets me through. Shroom Tech, if you need energy. T-plus, if you need help during that workout. Your sleep cycle messed up, go get that new mood. It's fantastic. They have great uh, nutritional supplements. They have great uh, workout equipment and apparel. On it is the place to be. The first thing I noticed in this match was apparently Cena couldn't lift Baron Corbin. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to keep going. Um... Nope. No, he probably could have used him on it here too. But 15 minutes later, he had a double German suplex on Ambrose and Styles. Yeah. Did he not warm up? What happened? Probably just got a bad grip because Baron Corbin was wet. I don't know. <laughs> Baron Corbin does dump like six <laughs> bottles of water in his head. <laughs> so. We come back from a commercial. Corbin standing tall and eliminates Mojo Raleigh. Kalista and Ambrose screw up a moonsault spot pretty bad, but uh, yeah. Ziggler super kicks and eliminates Kalisto. Then Cruz eliminates Ziggler. Corbin eliminates Apollo. Do these three guys. Stupid babyface syndrome. Why? Why do we need it here? <laughs> I hope they end up in the Battle Royal because I don't want to see them doing – at Mania, I don't want to see them doing er, – yeah, this is bad. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Demon Diva on Twitter put, the last time I cared about Dolph Ziggler, and it was a gif of the woman from Titanic. It's been 86 years. <laughs> and I feel like that's pretty accurate. That's how I feel at this point. Let's see. The last time I really cared about Dolph Ziggler – uh, Biggie and AJ Lee, that combination. I, I I loved I loved the Miz stuff. I loved that feud. The Miz stuff was good too. Yeah, that match, those matches were good. But I cared about the matches. I didn't care about him. I cared about him yeah. in the, the retirement match. So, yeah, there you go. <clears throat> Miz, <laughs> Miz steals the Daniel Bryan spots and kicks everybody's ass. I'm like, he's beating up five guys at one time. And then Cena chucks him over. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of Corbin a, gets the, kind of a repeat of the elim, kind of a repeat of the elimination yeah. chamber spot there. So, but I had no problem with that. I, I mean, I, <laughs> the building tension continues to build for no payoff for for Miz stealing Daniel Bryan's moves. Which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope they pay it off like with a ten second deal. Mm-hmm. I hope they do it. Corbin gets end of days on Ambrose, but then Cena or. He gets uh, end of days on Cena, and then Ambrose eliminates him. Cena yanks out, or Corbin yanks out Ambrose, hits the end of days on the floor. Sorry about messing that up, guys. Looks like Ambrose Corbin mania. You okay with that? I I think they're going to, I mean, if it's not a multi-person match for the Intercontinental title, I think they're, I mean, I thought Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman were going to have a, thing in the middle of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, but I guess you can't really because well, maybe you can still. I don't I don't know. They had seemed to the tease that. End up, I think the cruiserweight ends up being the uh multi man ladder match. It would make sense to have them in a ladder match at least. Okay. 
Miz runs back in and eliminates Cena. How do you feel about this being allowed? Uh, You have four referees there. All of them trying to get Baron Corbin to the back. And at least two could have probably saw this. And you're pushing a rule book next week, by the way. I just don't see him. We're we're very strict about these things. You know, if you go over the top rope, you're over the top rope. Yeah, but that guy was, why does anybody ever leave a battle royal then? Why doesn't everybody just go back in and just start eliminating guys until everybody's eliminated? Why? It makes no sense. It makes no logical sense to me. The, The pulling a guy from the outside. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I can see that once in a while, but they do this every battle royal. They do this every yeah. battle royal. Somebody runs back in and throws a guy out. And they go, well, you're eliminated because those are the rules. I'm just like, okay. And it used to be the rule wasn't the rule in 96 when Vader threw everybody out. Right. We need Jack Tunney back. He'd, he'd get oh, this. Get to he's dead, college. isn't he? Oh, he's long dead. Okay. By the way, Austin Aries just announced his return by introducing his own return vignette. Yes. On 205 Live. He is the best. He is the best. And if he. I think I, he's become a lifer now that uh, based on his commentary work. I think that. I want him on commentary and as a talent and just go back and forth like, oh, it's time for my match. I'll take off the headset, go back in, do a match, come back and do commentary. I want him on all him, this. They should have him do the old Lawler spot where he beats up jobbers while he does commentary. <laughs> I don't want to go that far. I don't want to go into rock territory. And then have, Kane, play play. then have Kane portray Isaac Yankum and have him out there as his muscle. <laughs> That's what you do. It's down to Harper, Styles, and Ambrose. All three fight on the apron, and the tension is, like, really, really high here. Harper kicks Ambrose right in the sternum, and Ambrose falls out. And kind of put over that spot a little bit. Just kicked him right in the chest, and Ambrose is like, ugh. Yeah, I, I liked that. I don't know. The, the, uh, uh, just kind of holding on, barely to the ropes yeah. type thing where everybody's on the apron. Nobody's trying to get back in. Look, you got to excuse it because it's the WWE. I get that. But at the same time, you're just like, okay. But no, I liked that. I liked, I liked the fact that there was that momentary moment where he's still holding on the rope and he goes, oh, yeah, I just got kicked in the stomach. This hurts. Oof. Let's go to the rope. I, I thought that was kind of cute. I, I liked that. This finished, Jeff. I don't now, go ahead. I, I want to preface us talking about this thing. I don't hate the idea of the finish. I really hated the execution of the finish. Yes, it's too clever for its own good. <laughs> you can't. You have referees right there that see that Harper's feet touched second, right? I mean, we can all agree that with that that that's how it fell in. That Styles I mean, at least first. at least do it on opposite ends of the turnbuckle. That way the crowd doesn't see it. The whole crowd has to be looking at one side or the other. Or have a bad camera angle. Have a bad camera angle where they can't see it. And that way... A suplex suplex there? Where did Harper think he was going to land? Yeah. And they're going to... God, I hope this doesn't give him heat. (laughs) That's what I hope. Yeah. I mean, that's... it's It's a... 
it's one of those ideas you put out on paper and then you realize the laws of physics probably can't handle that unless you get it exactly right. Daniel Bryan comes out. He announces it as a draw and that next week they will have a match. I completely see AJ Styles getting screwed out of this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's the rumors he's going to face Shane McMahon. Right. I don't know. Haven't bothered asking. Probably wouldn't help if I asked based on what happened last week. I don't know how comfortable they might feel with Shane wrestling after what happened at Survivor Series. And to be co- to be completely honest, who's to say that Shane McMahon has recovered from Survivor Series? I think this is more of a well. Shane is an actual star because he's a McMahon, so we're putting him in there. Kind of, kind of move rather than than is it going to be a great match? That that's that's the move, and I think they set the you know they they set the seeds for that on Talking Smack last week where where he was talking about uh, where he brought up Shane in his interview. Rob had a, had a good idea in that he thought that AJ was going to, Shane was going to come out and go, well, the Royal Rumble is more important than the battle Royal. So you're still going to have to wait. And that's what sets AJ styles off. I don't know if that's possible now. I, I I'm, I'm interested in how they do this, but I think it's going to be another bait and switch of some way next week. I mean, we're, we're getting Orton and Bray at WrestleMania, I think, right? Seems that way. Uh, Nakamura wants to face AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Yes. Give me that, please. Like this year. Cause I don't want AJ fighting Shane. I wish that Shane, you want to make Shane a baby face big time. You want to get him over super baby face. Have him debut Nakamura. Let him be in Nakamura's corner. Let him do some talking for Nakamura leading into this. Introduce him. Hey, cool. I am fine with any of the following. AJ Nakamura, AJ Samoa Joe, AJ Kurt Angle, <laughs> yeah. you know, AJ Christopher Daniels, if you want to bring him in. Uh, look, you can bring in anybody. Yeah. Just, just hey, you know, I want to hey, see him run- wrestle. I want to see him be the maestro and the best wrestler on earth. That he is right now. That's what I want to see. You want to run back Joe Daniels, AJ? I won't be mad at you, WWE. Yeah. Tiger Hattori is uh, in Long Beach hanging out with Gallows and Anderson at WWE. That's great. Um, they, didn't take, they didn't take Gallows and Anderson into the uh, on the Dusseldorf tour or the Germany tour? That's interesting. I don't know. Well, wherever they were. They, this was in Long Beach, so... Uh, so that would have been Saturday what? night. That, that would have been Saturday the house night, show. Yeah. That would have been the house show. There you go. Tiger Hattori was in Long Beach. There you go. So we had some unfortunate passings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start off. I talked a little bit about Ivan Koloff last night. Despite his giant win over Bruno San Martino, I grew up always associating him as an NWA guy because that's where he was towards the enemy growing up and he helped launch Nikita Koloff and Crusher Khrushchev who would go on to be smash and uh, the repo man. Uh, what are your <laughs> memories of Ivan Koloff? Well, Ivan Koloff is actually the first pro wrestler I ever saw. And I really? believe I was 10 years old. And this is when he went back to the WWF when they were building him up for a backland program. Cause my grandfather was watching wrestling, I think. And I think I remember, uh, you know, I remember Ivan Koloff being on the screen at that time, I know he did. A pro, he was he had started a fight with uh, 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 Pat Patterson of all people, who was doing interviews, as I recall. Yeah, uh, Koloff being managed by Freddie Blassie. Um, I remember Koloff personally from Crockett mostly, but but in my historical watching in the past couple of years, one of the runs he had that that's very underrated is, is his run in Georgia championship wrestling at the same time where he was a tag team partner with Ole Anderson for a while. If you really want to see a great, great program, look up the great turn of 1980 where it's Ole Anderson had turned face and was teaming with dusty Rhodes against the assassins. And they were going to be in a cage match and they each had to pick a special referee and the assassins pick Ivan Koloff and Ole picks Gene Anderson and Dusty starts the match against, against uh, the, the assassins. He's getting beat on 
and Ivan Koloff gets a shot in, and then he tags in Ole. And Ole comes in, turns around, and all all everybody just starts beating on Dusty Rhodes. It is the best turn, I think, ever. And they copied this a few times. They actually copied this with uh, the Russians and the Andersons in the NWA when uh, it was a it, when uh, it was a uh, Nikita versus Ric Flair match, and then Dusty came in to make the save, and then the Andersons came in and jumped them. Then, but no, I remember Ivan Koloff mostly from. Uh, the mid to late 80s Jim Crockett promotions where he was basically the mouthpiece for Nikita. Um, one of the things that people, I mean, he looked like he was 50 forever. I mean, it, it, it's it's stunning to me watching some of his old matches now that he, he used to be a big power lifter guy, but he was still very nimble off of the top ropes, even as age came in. And then when uh, Turner ended up buying the NWA they kind of phased him out due to age. They had a late run with him um, where he was managing the Russian assassins and he and Paul Jones were doing that. And then he turned baby face and had a very short face feud. And then they kind of phased him out to do Indies in the Carolinas and Virginia, but he was doing those for a long time too. But his staples were always, he, he's the guy who, who would talk. He, he He's one of the last foreign heels where they'd build, you know, kind of the cheap heat from whoever the U.S.'s big enemy was that always stayed in character and 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 talked his way, didn't have a manager for himself. He, I mean, he always kept that kind of gruff, fake Russian voice to the point where Nikita did too, and, you know, they never broke kayfabe on, on that. But he always had the gimmick of either bringing in a Russian from the Kremlin or turning an American sympathizer because he before Crusher Khrushchev, uh, there was Don Kernodal where he did the kind of the same thing. So, I mean, that was a long time staple of his run in Crockett's, but if you can find it, his stuff in Georgia where he's teaming with Ole and he's, you know, he's getting feuds with Roddy Piper are, are, are phenomenal. As I was doing some, I just, I went down the black hole of like wrestling results. I noticed there was a UWF beach brawl show June 9th, 1991. Has Bob Backlund, Ivan Koloff, Bob Orton Jr., Cactus Jack, Dr. Death Steve Williams, Bam Bam Bigelow, Rockin' Robin, the the uh, Killer Bees, Terry Gordy, Johnny Ace. It drew 550 people. <laughs> Could you believe that? that well, that's, uh, that's, that's long after. I mean, that 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 must be 91. That must 91. be that must be Herb Abrams UWF then. Yes, because because that's not the Bill Watts you that's not the UWF yes, that, right. that 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 you, yeah that's not the former Mid South. I mean that's yeah that's that's the jeez. <laughs> oh, from what from what I heard, uh, Doctor Death and Bam Bam Bigelow had like about as good of a match as you can have in seven minutes on that show. Also, uh, George the Animal Steel. Now, you know, I'm a product of the '90s. I remember seeing the archived WrestleMania footage. And of course I would eventually go back and see him, <laughs> him tag with uh, junkyard dog and, and the programs he had with uh, Randy Savage. And then even later in the oddities, he would <laughs> show up in TNA about 10 years ago when Jay lethal was doing his black machismo stick. Right. But uh, tell us what you remember about uh, George, the animal steel. I mentioned last night, I thought it was very cool that it showed Kevin Hart and David Arquette, a couple of celebrities, talking about the impression that George the Animal Steel made on them as children. Well, well, it's interesting because I didn't get to see what people would call prime George the Animal Steel, yeah. where he was very you know loquacious and, and things of that nature. I, I saw sports entertainment George the Animal Steel, where he was this you know basically savage who wasn't very smart who was smitten with the beautiful girl. And they did the whole, basically the whole beauty and the beast angle with, uh, with, with Randy Savage that eventually turned, became part of the Randy Savage, uh, Rick steamboat feud as well. So that, that, those are my memories, you know, the whole, you know, he'd bite the turnbuckle. He, you know, he'd tear off the stuff. I, you know, I thought I was a little bit older, at that time, by the time I got into WWF. So I thought, you know, it was, it was fine enough, but you could tell it, he, his character resonated with people, but, but it wasn't my, uh, I, I don't have as fond of memories maybe as people who were raised exclusively on WWF do. But um, if you're a member of the wrestling observer website, go back and listen to 
both the Wrestling Observer Live that he calls in, and then they, they eventually, I think, did a figure four daily interview with him. Very smart man. Um, yeah. Was a math teacher, I believe. Um, I watched the timeline that he was on, I think, very elo- Oliver. Very eloquent, very smart. Um, had a pretty good mind for the business as well. So, you know, um, and the other, uh, Wade Keller has some very good ones on, on his Torch audio as well, if you want to look that up. He, he also has a great, great Ivan Koloff story. I don't want to ruin for anybody, but <laughs> the punchline is fantastic. Uh, some recommended viewing for you guys. I, I know a lot of you. I mean, I'm to be honest, I'm too young to have seen a lot of that stuff coherently. Uh, but for some of you who maybe have never seen an Ivan Koloff or a George Animal Steel match, uh, George Animal Steel had a pretty good lumberjack match against Randy Savage. I think it was on a Saturday night's main event in the 80s. Also, there was uh, Ivan Koloff and Nikita against Dr. Death and Terry Taylor. And then uh, Koloff and Khrushchev against Dutch Mantel and Bobby Jaggers. I think there's also an Ivan and Nikita versus the Rock and Roll Express on on Uh, one of the Starcades. That's really, really good as well, where the Rock and Rolls end up winning the belts from them. Um, but yeah, no, in terms of matches, yeah, but, but Ivan Koloff also, you know, if you can find the Magnum TA, uh, press conference for the contract signing, he's fantastic there. When David Crockett got sickled by Nikita, Ivan Koloff was pretty much the, the catalyst for that. I mean, he, I mean, Ivan Koloff's promos are, are fantastic. They can ramble at times, but, but they're fantastic. Also, Nicole Bass passed away. She had a very short run in WWF. She had a short run in ECW. Uh, I think a short run in XPW, maybe. Um, God, yeah. But, but uh, she had a, not a great relationship with the WWE. She would go on to accuse the Brooklyn Brawler, of all people, of sexually harassing her. Those uh, charges... That, that was thrown out, but WWE did not run a graphic for her. Uh, were you surprised by that? No, not at all. Um, and it. and also, you know, her 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 stay with the WWF was not that long. I mean, I, I just remember the Sable. Um, you know, the couple times she was the bodyguard for Sable, and that's about it. I mean, she's more she's more famous from Howard Stern than for wrestling. That's very true. She was a, I mean, she was in private parts even. Yeah. Which is probably where, if you asked most people in the world, where have you seen this person? I mean, I barely remember, I, I barely remember her ECW run. Cause I, I that was at about the time where ECW was getting yeah. to be a bit much for me. <laughs> Braun Strowman versus big show killed it in these YouTube rankings. The actual viewership isn't out yet guys. Cause of president's day. So, Raws comes out tomorrow, SmackDown's the day after, but uh, over at Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com, we do uh, the day after, usually around 4 p.m. Eastern, YouTube rankings. To put this in perspective, that great Kevin Owens promo did like 669,000 views. Big Show Braun Strowman did 1.17 million. Uh, anything over 1 million in that time frame is really good. Like, I mean, like really, really good. That's got to be considered a major success for the WWE. A Braun Strowman, who a lot of people looked at a year ago, and they were like, "Oh, this guy." I, I look. I crap on Vince McMahon a lot for his love of spectacle, but spectacle works. I mean, that's. I mean, sure, two big guys, last night. Yeah, two big guys fighting each other. Sure, because that's how you. I mean, he's going through all the giants of the WWE. So, I mean, that's a, that's a nice little storyline for him. I, I'd prefer Roman Reigns not beating the tag champs on his own, but, you know, that's the way they're going to build this. No, not this not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> also, I, I thought it was very nice to hear this is awesome chance for Big Show facing off with a guy when he hasn't even been on TV when, uh, like a year ago, they were chanting, please retire at it. Yeah. So... <laughs> I thought Big Show did well. I thought he made Braun look like a million bucks, and I thought he bumped Bumped his ass off for him. Oh, Kai, yeah. It's like, oh, you think I don't still have it? Well, let's 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 check out the new body because I mean he he's ripped right now. I mean, in in all of his interviews that he's done over the past several months, he seems like he is in such a better place in life. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing: I serious, I'm starting to seriously doubt the Shaq match happens. 
Because have you seen Shaq lately? He is not in good shape. I, I don't see no. – I mean, and, and to the point where I think you know, Big Show has been razzing him on social media about getting in shape. I, I, think, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's more – directive from the company than anything being disappointed that they're not going to be able to get this match because I think Shaq's so busy with his NBA duties in terms of the TNT show that he hasn't been doing like that. I think he, you know, I thought he, I think he took it lackadaisically to be honest with you. Yeah. I saw Shaq on TV over all-star weekend and he looked rough. Oh yeah. No, he he looks uh, like he's been sedentary for a while. Let me let me ask you this. What was I because I, I didn't hear this part or I've kind of phased it out. DDP in the WWE Hall of Fame. What was your reaction? I was elated. Yeah. Elated. I, I, I've, 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 I've worked with Diamond Dallas Page. He's been a sponsor of my show before. Uh, mm-hmm. And even beyond that, it's like I think the guy deserves it, his WCW run. I mean, the guy would deserve it, in my opinion, just for what he's done for the careers and lives of people. I mean, Jake Roberts and Scott Hall. The only reason those two guys are in the WWE Hall of Fame right now is because DDP exists. That's it. I agree with all everything you said. I I, I like Diamond Dallas Page a lot. I like DDP Yoga. I've used it also. I but there is that point, and and. Of all people, Dave Meltzer brought up and took a lot of flack for it. In that the WWF or WWE overall did not treat DDP all that well, especially when he took the pay cut to come in immediately after the merger, when he could have sat home getting money. He basically got crushed by The Undertaker. And then they gave him that dumb motivational speaker gimmick and he was out of the company. I mean, it was, it's a very odd thing. Look, I love his WCW stuff. I love his AWA stuff where he was managing bad company of Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond later to be known as the Orient Express. Um, I, I think DDP is fantastic. I just find it, I guess, you know, DDP is such a good person. And he's such a forgiving guy. He's like, ah, whatever, man. If they're going to honor me, I'll take it. I'm, and I'm fine with that. I just, I agree with all sides here. It's very, just very weird to me, though, that it's well, like. They mended, they mended those fences a long time ago. I yeah, mean, WWE I guess you let, can't hold. I guess WWE you can't let him use, they let him use footage on the, the Resurrection DVD and all yeah. that stuff. I guess you can't hold a grudge. I mean, if you don't hold grudges, I guess it, it's all more power to you. It just seems kind of like a mind screw in some ways, too. He's never struck me as the kind of guy that holds grudge. I mean, I've done podcasts with him and Vince Russo on the show, and there was a time almost everybody in WCW held a grudge against Vince Russo. Okay. Uh, I mean, he, he tells this story, this famous story, about how he and Eric Bischoff almost got into a fight at one point, and then they had to work with each other early on in WCW and became quick friends, but... You look at the the credentials, three-time WCW champion, two-time United States champion, a television champion, four-time WCW tag champion. He's a WWF tag team champion and a European champion. And he did all this very for a wrestler very late in life. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That, that's, that's to me is the most thing I respect the most is that he went from manager to active performer in his late 30s. And then eventually carved out a very, very good career for himself. And even that stalker gimmick at first in WWE was over. I mean, when he removed mm-hmm. his mask and the pop he got there, and they, they never cashed it, they never followed up on that. That's their fault for the most part. I don't yeah. blame him for, for a lot of this. I just, you know, <clears throat> yeah, for, for, I mean, a guy who, who could have probably spent his life once Bischoff took over being a manager and said to saying, no, screw it. I'm going to get in the ring with the guys. I mean, you can't, you can't knock that at all. Helped get him Carl Malone too, who was one of the best celebrity crossovers you could get, who might throw a better diamond cutter than DDP (laughs) at that. I remember that. Yeah. He threw one hell of a diamond cutter. Better than Jay Leto that. ever did. <laughs> he practiced that shit on Byron Russell and John Stockton all the time. I'm willing to bet. <laughs> yeah, I was very happy. Uh, I sent him a message. And, you know, I've mentioned this before. One of the reasons he sponsored me was because I had some severe, like, some bad neck and back injuries. Like, I couldn't feel uh, two fingers in my right hand. 
it was getting real bad and I couldn't train anymore. I couldn't do pro wrestling or MMA training anymore. I did DDP yoga and that got my back in the shape to where I could at least do it part-time where I could work a few matches a year or I could train with my teammates. If they needed a body in there to beat up before a fight, I could get in there and do that. I couldn't do that before. So, uh, and, and he did it in a, like his program did it in a manner that, that made it very easy. Yes. It's very he used to call it YRG yoga for regular guys. And it really, anybody can do it. It's great. I would recommend it to absolutely anybody. And like I said, I mean, he he probably saved Jake Roberts and Scott Hall's lives. And that's pretty damn cool. That is pretty. You admire someone with that much positive energy. I mean, you really do. I'm, I'm not, I don't fall on that side of the spectrum. So I always watch with amazement going, man, I wish I could be like that. <laughs> My question, last question. We didn't see James Ellsworth on the show tonight. No Carmella. Are my hopes dashed? Are we not going to get the big dog versus the big hog at WrestleMania in an interpromotional battle? No, but I do think you're going to get the New Day and James Ellsworth at some point. Ooh. Hey, I'm cool with that. Of course, I also think you're probably going to get the New Day and Hulk Hogan at some point. Yeah, do you think he big boots one of them? Or no, did you see that commercial? I think that's how he gets welcomed back into the fold. Oh, no. Oh, no, they would do that, wouldn't they? I predicted this, oh, I think, over a year ago. So. <laughs> oh. This is their SNL. Can we laugh again? Yeah. Oh man, damn! I don't mean to. I don't mean to bring you down like this, Sean. <laughs> no, I mean I hadn't. It hadn't even crossed my mind to be honest with you. That's absolutely. I, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Take a breath. <laughs> Breathe in. If they do that, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's oh. Orlando. It's the new day. It all makes sense. <laughs> damn i got nothing after that guys uh i'm back tomorrow afternoon we're gonna aim for 2 30 eastern with jimmy van the owner of fightful.com send us any questions we're gonna jimmy van likes to make a list he has a virgil cardboard yes. cutout virgil as it turns out alumni of my university which which kills me every time i hear <laughs> man are you are you a meat sauce guy? Are you an Olive Garden guy? <laughs> no, I've never been to the Olive Garden. I've never been to the Olive Garden either. I got to change that. I was in Indianapolis this weekend, my friend. I I enjoyed the city. I enjoyed the city. Uh, mm. There was a girl who uh, does some performing out there. She we had recruited her to to grapple and train with one of our teammates uh, because we didn't have a lot of girls, and we went to visit her. She came to our wedding. And we were kind of returning the favor, visiting her. And her boyfriend told me to check out this place called uh, The Eagle. Okay. Now, I'm from Kentucky, my friends. We're supposed to be known for our fried chicken. It's the best damn fried chicken I've ever had in my life. And to, to my just utter joy, I go to their website the other day, and I see that they have a Cincinnati location. Nice. That and uh, was it the old Montgomery Inn? I love that place in Cincinnati. That's my. I favorite. believe Brian Alvarez said it first. I peed straight up in the air. <laughs> That's how happy I was <clears throat> when I heard this. Also, I, I liked Indianapolis. Uh, their downtown is absolutely beautiful. I really liked it. Uh, recommend a visit for anybody. It's not quite Nashville. That's that's the ultimate, in my opinion. I don't drink, so any city I can go to, not drink, and still have an absolute blast out on the town, that's something. But Indianapolis is a nice place. Nice, nice place. <laughs> Jeff, what you got before we go? All right. Quick plug for me. Saturday night, Carborough, North Carolina. If you're in town, come down to the Arts Center. 7.30 p.m. I'm doing improv with my group, Billy Hawk. Also with the Improv Boston All-Stars and a bunch of All-Stars from just the festival down there. We're part of uh, North Carolina Comedy Arts Festival. You can uh, get ticket information, nccomedyarts.com. Uh, shake them ropes this week, myself and Mr. McCarron. 
man who's not yet ate a hat yet. I'm going to go over mm-hmm. Raw, SmackDown, and we get to our number one match on the top 100 matches to see before you die on the WWE Network. Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker from the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania. It's a fantastic match, even if the build's a little hokey. Uh, you can follow that show at Shake Them Ropes. You can follow my Twitter and my banal musings at Crap Game 13. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. I'm verified. That's got to be good for something, right? Sure. I mean, Twitter had to look at me and say, well, he's not a complete screw-up. I don't know. They've, don't given, know. they've given the check they, mark they to have. a few screw-ups. They have. Yeah, I don't think that really says much. Uh, subscribe to us, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher. Like I said, leave us a review. That stuff really, really helps. Get the word out about Fightful.com and the Fightful podcast. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still having people that are just finding me from when I used to be on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. They're saying, do you still do a show? Yeah, I still do a show. Thousands of people watch it. Thousands. Listen, guys. This week, we reached our one billionth download in under a year. Nice. That stat is absolutely fake. I made it up. <laughs> but it wouldn't be if you all told more people about Fightful.com and you subscribed iTunes, Twitter. or uh, Yeah, follow us on Twitter too, but Stitcher. Um, I thought Theodora would be good for at least 12 million downloads just because yes. of the hair. So <laughs> People ask if we have time for questions. I hate to push that back. I'm pushing them back to tomorrow on uh, the Jimmy Van show because – we're running a little low on time, but I am taking them down. I'm going to go to the podcast page. I'm going through the chat. I'm looking at all this stuff. Friday, myself and Shane Helms were covering his feud with The Rock. Thursday, with Matt Riddle. We're talking about whatever the hell Matt Riddle wants to talk about. I'm leaving that Friday show open, though, guys. Open to non-members, so no excuse to not check out that Shane Helms show. A lot of you like it. Till next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.